0: Yes, time to talk Premier League with Spencer Pryor. Evening,
1: Spenna. Hi, mate. Good evening, gentlemen.
0: (laughs) Always so formal. Uh, The Premier League title race is not done and dusted, but is it done and
1: dusted? (laughs) It's pretty damn close, isn't it, mate? Yeah. It's pretty damn close. You can smell it. It's so good. Um, One down, two to go. There was a
0: a theory that I read uh, over the weekend that because City's game against Everton kicked off... Earlier than Arsenal's game against Brighton, and I must admit, as a City fan, I thought this was a potential banana skin against Everton because they're yeah. fighting against the drop. They get a goal up, and you know the crowd gets behind them. It didn't happen. City uh, comfortable winners in the end, and that that really got to the Arsenal players. It, it left them flat for the match against Brighton. Do you subscribe to
1: that potentially, theory? Yeah. But potentially, I mean, let's be honest, mate. For the first 35 40 minutes, it wasn't a great game. Mm. And- you know, they, I don't think Harlan had oddly a touch in, in Everton's off. Mm. But, um, you know, the, the first goal from Gundogan was it was just an incredible finish from a player that potentially will be leaving there at the end of the season. And, you know, I, I think the best the best player that they could sign in the summer is going to be re-signing Gundogan, to be honest, yeah. at the moment. The form the guy's playing in... Um, it was just exceptional, and and it was it, the game was really drifting along until that time. And you, you're right, it could have been a banana skin, but mm. the the result did extend the lead. But I can't say that that would have affected Arsenal's performance and motivation going into their game. They they still would have been highly up for the game against Brighton. But you know, moving on to that one, Brighton felt. You know, I was listening to a lot of stuff from Danny Welbeck and the players before the game that they really needed to bounce back positively after their defeat to Everton, um, and, and and they did. They, you know they they responded magnificently um, to go to go to Arsenal and put on the performance they did, and just showed that that was a one-off. And the way Brighton have been playing the season, it, it's um, it's been it's been a real breath of fresh air. It
0: sure has been. Um, just on Arsenal, a big conversation yeah. over in the UK, a lot of football fans, and some of this is, you know, football fan banter as well, but the suggestion is that Arsenal have, and I quote, bottled it. Is that fair? I mean, they're on a, obviously a tricky run of results at the moment, but is it fair to say that they've bottled it?
1: Arsenal have been Spursy.
0: <laughs> oh, that's possibly the worst <laughs> insult you could give them
1: in it just, no, they haven't really been Spurs here. they've been miles better than Spurs um I, I, no, I wouldn't say bottling it is 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 anything, I think I I, I genuinely don't think they've got the, the depth of squad that Man yeah. City have had to be able to get into a run-in and, and nobody, nobody's won the season after 25-30 games, right, it's it's a long, hard slog I actually felt when they got knocked out of the Champions League and that that would have been to their benefit and they could just focus on the league. But it hasn't transpired that way. And and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to say they are bottled it. I think the 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 character that their players have got is far, far different from where they were at last year. And they just keep building and building. And they're not going to win it this year, but they will be pushing very close again next year.
0: So after the win, Guardiola came out saying that uh, chasing the treble is a dream come true, and you said one down, two to go. I mean, they couldn't be any better placed, really, to to get that treble. How do you see it, uh, and can they do it?
1: A very, very difficult game coming up in the week win the week, mate. I mean, if if they're going to do it, to beat Bayern and then beat Real Madrid, it's it's a very, very tough run that they've had in this Champions League, and you know, we we can't rule out whichever one of the Milan sides gets to the final either. So, the Champions League is is the one thing that's eluded him in, in all the time at Man City. So, that, that is going to be incredibly difficult, right, Broski? It's it's a big it's a big ask. Um, uh, I, I I I think they've got more than enough to beat Man United in an FA Cup. Um, in a one-off game. I think they've got more than enough to beat them, but yeah, the Champions League's obviously the the the, the big sticking point.
0: We'll find out, I guess, Thursday morning. Uh, let's look at the other end of the table. Yeah. Uh, one of the three teams has been decided. Southampton's relegation, which, let's be honest, has been coming for quite some time, was confirmed with their 2-0 uh, yeah. loss to Fulham. Uh, Leeds got a late equaliser to get a point against Newcastle, um, which keeps them alive, but uh, your old club, Leicester, I mean, you you got a fear for Leicester now. Losing 3-0 to Liverpool on Monday night. Um, and their last two games, Newcastle away and Brighton at home. Are they doomed?
1: No, you, I, I feel for the supporters. Uh, I feel for the supporters, but I, I, in a way, I, like, I really feel for the supporters, but not for the club. I think they hung on to Brendan Rodgers too long. Really, I think their recruitment. I think I think their recruitment's been shocking. But they didn't give him any think, money, honestly, did they, Spenner? No, but and and that's what I mean. The recruitment's been shocking in terms of you selling players, you're letting players go, you're not you're not bringing in players that are a, are alike for like even. You know, go and do some go and do some top, top recruitment, talent, ID stuff. But was was I that Roger's fault? Well. Was
0: that Roger's fault? I think he complained at the start of the season, didn't he, that he didn't have yeah, any money to speak? Yeah, but spend.
1: He, you know what? If you don't I, – I, again, I, I felt that in the middle of the season, he looked like he got them out of a sticking point. But then when they started to go again, they, he hung, they hung on to him for too long. I think that, they, that that was the point where they should have gone a little bit earlier. Mm. And, and moved him on. It's so hard for Dean Smith to come in and have made an impact as quick as they were looking. to for him to make an impact, um, yeah. Look, I I think it's been really poorly managed this year. The club that is not the, not so much the team. I think the club has been really poorly managed, and they are where really they are where they deserve to be based on how the club's been managed this year. And again, I don't I don't say that's just the manager of the football team. It's just the club. Right.
0: Mate and uh, and Tottenham fell two one to Aston Villa, which um, ended their hopes of European yeah. football next season. I mean, the Telegraph reported this week that Ange Postacoglu is on a, a managerial shortlist. Um, Vincent Kompany uh, on there as well. I mean, what do you think about it? would Ange take on that challenge?
1: But we, yeah, look, I, I actually think you would, Broski. And the thing is, we spoke about this for weeks and weeks, you know, halfway through the season, saying Ange was getting linked with every single mm. job that was coming up. But it wasn't, it's not the right time. And and I said before, I say it again, he needs a pre-season. He needs to get some of his own recruits in. He's got a real specific way of setting the team up to play that you can't implement that stuff mid-season during crisis management. It's... It's it's it takes six weeks, eight weeks pre season to work on putting the team together to play the way that Ange wants his team to set up. So, I hundred percent. If if one of those clubs were to approach him in the summer, oh, I genuinely think he would snap it up, and it'd be a great it'd be great for Australian football. It would be great, uh, and it would be a breath of fresh air to see you know someone like Ange having a real crack in in, yeah. in in England, in the top league. Sure would be.
0: Uh, Chelsea have appointed Maurizio Pochettino, which is uh, interesting. And uh, the rumour is they're going it to is. go after Victor Ossiman to start the rebuild. Uh, maybe ask you about that next week, because we're almost out of time, Spenner. I want to finish off with this one. Uh, Shane Jones has tweeted us at Global Game SEN and says, can you please ask Spenner about Southend United and whether he fears for their future? This is one of your old clubs, of course.
1: I do, actually. And, and, you know, Ron Martin's put the club up for sale. There's no, there doesn't appear to be any takers yet. So how serious it is, um, a sale, it, there, there's no real evidence of what is for sale. Mm. You know, they're, they're building a new ground or supposedly trying to build a new ground down at Fossett's Farm. And, um, you know, there's a lot of houses that are associated with the ground. If they're going to come in and be able to buy it, are they getting are they getting the, to buy the stadium are they getting to buy the training ground so what assets are actually being sold um i think kevin mayer and the coaching staff did an absolute top 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 draw um, performance throughout the season and to miss out on getting into the playoffs on the last game of the season while well, the club was under a transfer embargo the entire season, right? Players weren't getting paid. Staff weren't getting paid for months. The uh, Ron, I, I value what Ron's done across 10 years, but I think he's stayed too long and for the wrong reasons. I think he stayed... Purely to make the money out of the flats that are going onto the stadium. And that's the biggest disappointment. Yeah. So I desperately hope the club survives. It was my starting club. You know, I used to go and train behind the old South, old South Stand in 1985. I think I started at South End. So it's black and white. Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> when it was a big goal, it used to be a massive stand. And I remember Liverpool fans going and filling it for one game. So. Yeah, look, there's lots and lots of memories of the club and um, some good players have come through there. Stan Collymore came through and that's where yeah. he really launched his career. You know, it's, um, I'd, I'd, I'd be devastated to see if, if it just goes under. Yep,
0: I hope that answers your question, Shane. Thanks very much, Spenner. I will speak to you next week, mate. Good on you.
1: See you, mate. Lovely, guys. Take care.